Soundcheck PGH. Soundcheck Pittsburgh. That is another way to say that. It's the correct way. I'm not an airport uh, departures terminal thing. Well, you wouldn't be if you said Soundcheck PGH either because the Pittsburgh airport acronym is PIT. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was PGH. Yeah, it's Pitt, man. Oh. It's not PGH. Well, either way, I, we're you, PGH. You talk <laughs> using words. You don't say I'm in P, I live in PGH. You say I live in Pittsburgh. You know what? That's what you say right now in 2017. But once we blow up and we're pushing soundtrack PGH, <laughs> only half of us is is in on this uh, PGH thing. But yeah, debatable. Uh, anyway, if you're just tuning in, if this is your first episode, listen to us. Uh, we do more than just argue about that. Uh, this is a uh, podcast where we talk about local Pittsburgh uh, music acts. Yeah, we have new episodes every other week, and we aim to bring the best that the local Pittsburgh music scene has to offer to light. Yeah, we're not here to criticize. We're just here to distribute what we think is the best and coolest new music coming out in Pittsburgh right now. Definitely. And half of the picks are Pete's. And half of the picks are mine. We trade off. Um, This week, we have a Jack pick. We got a Jack pick this week. Uh, You can tell if this is your first time listening, Jack is a lot more versed in the rap hip hop arena. Which we are going back to this week. Yeah, we did previously did Benji. We did Benji about a month ago. Yep. And now we're coming back with someone who is called Mars Jackson. Mars Jackson. Mars Jackson. There you go. Who is uh, Mars Jackson? Mars Jackson is a local Pittsburgh rapper. Grew up in the Hill District. Okay. Moved to Pittsburgh when he was four years old. He's originally from New York City. I think it's safe to say that by this point, he is a Pittsburgher. I don't think you can count anything from before you were four. No, I don't think it counts. Yeah. How I mean, do you know? You don't remember it. You wouldn't even know. My parents could totally have lied to me. And Seriously, you're dependent on them. They yeah. could have said you grew up in Antarctica. They could. They'd be like, oh, I guess I grew up in Antarctica. That explains why I like penguins, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plus that's also, he's been here a lot longer than both of us. What do you call a- people from Antarctica? Antarcticans? Antarcticans. Uh, uh, that's, that's what I would say. I don't think I've ever met one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that it's a thing. Yes, it's not. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, Mars Jackson. Yeah. Do you know how he got into music? Well, I know that he got into, well, he's stuff going back to like 2013 on SoundCloud. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been, he's been doing this for, I don't know, maybe six or seven years now. His SoundCloud page goes back to 2013, but, um, I think he's officially been performing a couple years earlier than that. So he's been doing this for a while. He's been around for a while. How did he get a start? He started by playing the violin in second grade. Did he really? Yeah. A violist. Violinist. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not sure. It's violist, right? That sounds fancier. That's a, that sounds right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty intense instrument to just pick up at such an early age. Yeah, I mean, it's you kind of don't have like the frets or anything, so you kind of have to like figure out what the pitch and stuff. I don't know anything about music. Wow. You, yeah, you sounded really, really. I was going in on it though. Really, I was, lean, I was leaning into it. <laughs> Anyway, so he played the violin throughout um, some of his grade school, middle school years. And then apparently when he got into high school, he was on the track team. Okay. And that's when he started freestyling. A lot of downtime. Yeah, because he said track meets, you're just hanging out with the other people on the team. You got a lot of time to kill. People are making beats. People are freestyling, going back and forth. I I was on the track team. Were you really? Yeah, but I didn't. That didn't end up <laughs> with me being a, 
a rapper. You didn't become a rapper? No. Uh, we, what I really, well, wait, what did you do on the track team? I was a long jumper. Long jump? Yeah. What was your longest jump? Not very far. <laughs> Do you have a number? No, I don't really remember. Um, <laughs> What's a good long jump? I don't. That I don't even. You know don't that. even know. You did it. I did it for one year, um, <laughs> and I'd either they asked me not to come back, or <laughs> I just was like, I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> I was not very good at it. So you were just doing it. You were just doing it for those extracurricular activities. I was doing it because there's a lot of downtime. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Just hang out. Plus you get into college. I should have been freestyling is what I should have been doing. That's probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You probably could have had a whole nother life. So he you. started freestyling uh, when he was at track meets and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think it's safe to say that all this time later, things are heating up for him. Yeah. Um, he just recently signed to Misery Records. Yeah. Local Pittsburgh-based Record company. That but an international record company. Yeah. Not just... It's based here, but it's all over. Yeah, which is pretty cool. It and pretty cool. he's got a new album that's coming out in the spring of 2018, Good Days Never Last Forever. It was supposed to come out sooner than that, but it's I supposed guess, to come out this fall. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I think... It's uh, done being recorded. I think it was just uh, scheduling stuff. They're going to... Really, yeah. can roll it out later. We found, yeah, we found out that they ran into some scheduling issues, and they figured just pull it back and give it a proper release next spring. So, well, that's fine. We're here to get you hyped about it. Yeah, show you Mars Jackson, and then yeah. when it does drop next spring, you're gonna be ready, and you're gonna be like, oh man, this is great. Yeah, because even though this track is not the track we are about to play is not on the record, he did just release it. Yeah, he released new. it on October 10th of this year, um, Friday the third. No. <laughs> no, that would be October 13th. I don't know. You said 10th, but I was like Friday the 13th. <laughs> there was a Friday the 13th. It was three days it was after three that. three days later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the song is called Sad. It's a partnership with another local Pittsburgh uh, act, Chalk Dinosaur. Yeah. He's on production on this. Yeah. Who does all the backing music and stuff for it. And uh, yeah. I mean, do you have anything else you want to say before we go into it? No, I think we should play the track. All right, here we go. This is Sad from Mars Jackson featuring Chalk Dinosaur. Numbers on my line again. Damn, I really need a hand again. Calling work hours for a payment. Recording lines for my statement. Y'all fools better be patient. And the operator being so impatient. I called him a bitch, I couldn't take it. Yeah. I know that shit was blatant Before them couple minutes I just felt the greatest Until they hit them checks For them garnish wages Damn I'm so down on my luck I'm thinking one day is Now life truly sucks I don't wanna glow up I'm a grown ass kid I done seen enough niggas get killed for stupid shit But I'm a champion So I spit wisdom to the squires Lift L's to get higher I'm just trying to get higher I feel lonely and sad I feel lonely inside 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 I feel l
death for chasing that knowledge And for your mama's smile, you feel so accomplished Forever you a slave and your life is in hostage No Rolex dreaming, double cup leaning Sour by the O, Henny by the leader Models in your DM, nobody want to be him Life ain't worth it, you don't even know your last name The world gone crazy and they say this shit gon' change I feel lonely and sad Jackson uh, with production by Chalk Dinosaur. That was an awesome track. Yeah, that. Uh, when, where'd you find it out? You just you already knew about Mars Jackson. Were you on his SoundCloud? Yeah, page no, or I I follow him on uh, social media, and I think I just uh, I, I I got uh, one of the alerts that um, or tweets or whatever. I just saw something that he posted saying that he's putting this track out. So I checked it out, and the art that he that went along with this was really awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Mr. Rogers based. Yeah, it's Mars with like the whole Mr. Rogers uh, outfit on. Yeah, with the his like his Mr. Rogers like house in the background. With, the like, house is in the background. He's got a hand puppet of himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah the awesome. Mr. Mr. Rogers theme it comes up on a couple songs, but yeah, he name drops Mr. Rogers a lot. Yeah, that's such a Pittsburgh move. Yeah, if you don't know, uh, Mr. Rogers from Pittsburgh. That he is. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. I, I, I when I saw that art, I was like, "That is so cool." It is really cool. Um, yeah. What was your impression of the song? What What did you like about it? Well, before we move on, we should say the artwork is done by Miles Sal, also known as Young Mulatto. Cool. Yeah. So check him out at Young Mulatto. Cool. Um, yeah. I guess uh, what really struck me was. I don't know. Like, I'm not really, I don't listen to rap hip hop too much. If you're listening to the show for the first time, Jack is trying to change that. He's uh, slowly like introducing me to do some new stuff. Yeah. The nice thing about it is that I've always been trying to do this with Pete, but now that we have a podcast where we listen to music, you're basically forced to listen to what I want. Yeah. Every week. Um, I, I don't want to say forced. This was not, you didn't have to force me for this one. Um, yeah. The thing that struck me was, I don't know, like the themes of sadness and helplessness that comes yeah. across in this. I've not heard that in hip hop and rap. Yeah. I don't know why it's not, I, I maybe I'm just not listening to the right kind of uh, rap or anything, but I don't know. His voice just comes across like, like real genuine. Like you oh, can yeah. really feel the emotion in yeah. his voice, which is really cool. 
So he released this on World Mental Health Day. Did he really? Yeah. And he, he like tried to plan that? Yeah. So this song was actually written and recorded on December 20th of 2015. Really? It's so he's that old? Been, yeah. He's been sitting on this for a while. And he put it out on October 10th, 2017, specifically because that was World Mental Health Day. Oh, cool. And uh, he actually had a great write-up on the SoundCloud, uh, the description of the track, just kind of talking about, um, you know, what that means to him, his own struggles with anxiety and depression, how he kind of wants to help um, help uh, be an, a positive influence for anyone else going through similar things. You know what I mean? Just kind of awesome. like, yeah, it's, it's great. And uh, to your point about not hearing a lot of, a lot of that in rap. Um, I actually think, and this is just my own personal theory, but I actually think we're at the beginning of an era where rappers are much more willing and much more culturally allowed to be themselves and to express some of the more like the vulnerabilities and stuff, the more nuanced emotions, yeah. the vulnerabilities, the anxieties, the worries, the everyday things that we all deal with. You know what I mean? Because I think, I mean, you got to remember that rap is such a new genre Basically coming like modern rap as we know it coming of age in the, in the mid to late eighties. Yeah. Like really that's where the root is. So that's not that, that's like as old as we are. Like that's not that, that's not that old. So you, so in the progression, we're finally at a point where the, there's, there's a lot more willingness to kind of, to kind of paint a more well-rounded picture of the individual artist. Yeah. And you're seeing it with Kendrick. You're seeing it with guys like Young Thug, even like on, on different ends of the spectrum everywhere. Joey yeah. Badass, like Lil B, like everybody's doing their own thing. And, and it's it's getting a lot more interesting. That's There's really even cool. I didn't even I didn't read the article, but I even saw a headline about how we're at the we're at the beginning of emo rap. What? Yeah. <laughs> I would not call that emo rap. Um, I no, did, but like not, not, no, I know. A, I, yeah, I know what you not mean. Not as a direct comparison to emo indie rock, but in the, in the general themes. No, I, I get where you're yeah. going with that. Yeah. Um, emo was like way over the top emotionally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, emo was a little exaggerated. That was kind of the allure and the, the fun of that. But, um, but yeah, but this track hits head on those, those, those kind of basic human emotions that we all deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of helps to fight the stigma a little bit. And I don't know if you caught this, but a lot of it is stemming from uh, the uh, anxiety brought on by like student loan debt. Yeah. Which is another, yeah. I, um, I was thinking about it and I can't think of another song or a lot of things that talk about it. I mean, it's such a common problem for our generation. That, I mean, it's probably the most problem, like yes. anxiety causing thing for yeah. our generation. I mean, it's something we're all dealing with. You hear all the time about how our generation is just saddled with this m enormous amounts of debt. And you're right. I can't think of another another song out there in culture that is that directly references it. Yeah, we're just bottling up, and Mars is back there trying to get Mars us. Mars is like, just blowing it out. Yeah, yeah he's trying to get he's us to talk getting about us it. to release and talk about it. No, um, yeah, because it's it's no little thing, especially if you're not secure in your career or you're just still trying to get your feet underneath you. You're trying to get your career off the ground. I mean, like we're talking tens of thousand dollars in debt. And also, I don't know if you know this. It's one of the only forms of debt that if you declare bankruptcy it doesn't go away yeah like they'll chase down your family members it's crazy jeez it's it, i mean it's it's really getting out of control yeah yeah well uh, yeah i mean the cost we all we don't have to get into it too deeply but we all know the cost of higher education has way outpaced inflation which is just you know yeah and it's, it's not nuts. like you can't 
get a degree now. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, you need a degree to get pretty yeah. much any job. You pretty, like, yeah. It's almost starting to become you need a master's degree to do anything. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so another I thing I would, liked yeah. about that was um, the dynamic between Mars and the real funky chalk dinosaur yes. like backing that, and the, the Peter Frampton like guitar yeah, where they're like talking and playing yeah. the guitar. That, that um, cool. yeah, the breakdown there was, was awesome. Do you remember that song where Peter Frampton made a guitar say, uh, uh, something, the, the F's word. No, <laughs> what? There's a song where he's like playing guitar and he's like, I want you. And he makes the guitars. <laughs> yeah. And like 12 or 13 year old me was like, Oh man, that's so cool. He's getting away with it. He's like, he got the guitar to say it. It's fine. <laughs> what are you uh, going to do? FCC? <laughs> yeah. FCC. It wasn't me. It was the guitar. <laughs> but yes, the production on that track is so funky and the bass line is so awesome. The way it just wanders all over the place yeah. and just takes you with it. Oh man, I love it. And you're right. The guitar is super, it's super groovy. It's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Overall, I mean, uh, I just thought, I thought the track was great. Yeah. And I think that, um, as far as these themes, I think that, uh, when the album comes out, it's going to have a lot other songs that deal with issues like this. I saw yeah. one thing that talked yep. about saying that he went through a real rough period back in like 2015. Yeah. I saw that too. Where and he, you know, he was, he was unemployed. He was kind of struggling professionally trying to, and struggling financially and, uh, really kind of took him to a dark place. Yeah. So, which is understandable. I guess, uh, I really like that song. Do you want to start? We can start talking about other stuff throughout yeah. the catalog. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, I want to say, I want to I want to read this quote that he put on his SoundCloud for this song because cool. it, it, it's a great quote. He says, this is a song to say, hey, I know what it's like to feel lower than the earth itself. When things are out of your control, you can't sit in your head and think it will get better. You have to get better for yourself and work hard at it. Having a strong support group circle is the reason I smile even in my darkest hour. Don't feel like an embarrassment. You're a human being. You feel, you bleed, you cry, you love, you smile, you live life to the fullest. In conclusion, I leave you all with this quote. And then he quotes Fred Rogers. What's the quote? Knowing that we can be loved exactly as we are gives us the best opportunity for growing into the healthiest of people. Stay healthy, my friends, mentally, physically, and emotionally. You know what that's from? That's from uh, Fred Rogers. He got like a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. It might have been an, uh, I think it was a Grammy. I don't know. Not a Grammy. It was a like Grammy. A, no, what's the, uh, what's the television one? Did he drop a hot album? Golden, what's the television one? Oh, uh, Golden, no. I don't know. Uh, yeah. That. The, Ke the Kennedy Center thing? No, like no? When, every year when they give out awards for TV shows. Oh, Golden Globe? Uh, sure. Emmy? That's, Emmy, that's it, okay. right? Emmy, Emmy yeah. Uh, he got a Lifetime Achievement Award, and his speech, I'm pretty sure that comes from it, is yeah. one of the most heartfelt things. Um, they panned to, like, the crowd, and, like, everyone's crying. I haven't seen it. It's this really amazing. Awesome. I'm pretty sure that comes from it. It's really cool. Um, if not, uh, Fred Rogers, obviously, amazing person. And yeah. what a beautiful write-up. I think that's really yeah. uh, touching. Yeah, was I, I read that. I was just like, wow. Like, that really that really cuts deep. That really gets right to the heart of it. So, I mean, if you like that kind of stuff, uh, not uh, not like, if you like that <laughs> music that talks about <laughs> these kind of stuff, um, his, we'll let you guys know when his new album comes out. And yeah, uh, yeah. we're super psyched for it. But let's go back a little bit. Yeah, let's um, talk about some other stuff he's done. Last year, he came out with a um, an album with uh, producer Nice Rec. Producer Nice Rec, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's officially an album. It might be a mixtape. But yeah, he they... they um, I think the story there is that uh, Nice Rec saw him open for... Um, 
for uh, Lupe Fiasco. I don't know if it was Lupe or if it was uh, if it was someone else. Because he did open for Lupe. Fiasco. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, no, he saw him open for uh, the internet. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, and he kind of reached out to him and was like, "We got to work together." And um, they uh, they had such a connection just in the studio yeah. that they said most of these they put out what like nine tracks they said most of them they record in just a couple days and they just put it out that's there's a lot of really good songs there. <laughs> basically um, all nine of them are great yeah the one that really stuck out for me though was uh celebration walk up in the function feeling all good shout out to all my people from every hood know you got a couple niggas up to no good or maybe that fool misunderstood or maybe he ain't grub like a g in the street selling peas to make cheese but now he in the hood making peace from the north to the west to the east You know you can't forget about the south side Cross the bridge uptown, that's the district I made it out, not another blast statistic Ford's market where I used to buy my mystics I seen it all, I'm just being realistic I remember when we couldn't afford fish sticks Tussin Street where I had my first shindig You from the city, man, you better be specific We came to have some fun We came to party It's a celebration um, yeah, it's got that real cool like West Coast '90s kind yes. of feel to it. I wrote that down. I was like, "This is golden era West Coast G funk." Like, yeah, this it really is, is. This is awesome. Um, that production is beautiful. Also, he's talking about the different neighborhoods in Pittsburgh. I love I, that little dig at East Liberty. I know, which he's, I made the same shady. one last week. <laughs> yeah. You said the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I'm. I'm it's, no, it's no way like I've heard that before. Yeah. I'm not. If you're thinking that I'm creative or anything, guess again. <laughs> But no, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so I when I when you said you wanted to do this one, I was like, oh, I know exactly why Pete wants to do this one because of that. Because uh, Pete loves Pittsburgh and this talk about all the Pittsburgh neighborhoods. And Pete doesn't like East Liberty. And Pete loves the East Shady Dig. Well, I don't like Shady Side, and it's spilling over to East Liberty. Yeah, that's the dig, man. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> just bringing that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway. I'm not as I'm not as I'm not as hard on it as you are. I don't critique it as much. I mean, it's there's. Uh, I mean, I, I get it. I get where everyone's coming from, but I'm also like, I'm not from here as much, so I kind of just see it. And I'm like, you just I'm go like, to Target and you get out. I didn't know what it was <laughs> before. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard for me to have that context. I hear from people, yeah, what it was before, and I could easily see, like, okay, yeah, like this is definitely, you know, it's changing, sure, and it's arguable whether that's in a good way or a bad way for New, sure. New Pittsburgh, New Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah. He says that a lot in a, in yeah. a lot of songs. I don't think that references the same thing. Though. I don't think it does either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, another one. I don't think that it's, or no, no, it is. For, it's the, uh, it's the namesake of the whole thing. It's, uh, I'm just being nice. Come on. Blood guts on your opinion. I guess the no Mars did it first was the vision in your mission. Mars forgiven, psych. I played the game proper. I gave hope to these fools, my young grasshoppers. Prosper, there was a room on that weak roster. These niggas corny like I'm supposed to be their rap sponsor. Boy, you better think twice and get a plan B. Cause in this city, you either lame or visionary. Uh, that's another throwback beat. Another really cool beat. That beat sounds like Jay Dilla. With Does that it? sample base, yeah, the sample base beat, it, it struck me as a Jay Dilla beat, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, well, I loved it. I thought it was great. I could see why that was the. I mean, I don't know if that was the single from it. Um, I think I like Celebration more, but that was a really cool song. Yeah, 
There's a there's a lot of solid tracks on there. Um, what I want to get into is I want to get into some of the, even the uh, even the older stuff, um, the stuff he put out before uh, before that. Um, Jacksino. Yeah, Jacksino two. Check it, look, I mean I'm flexing four bitches like I'm kids to the hop Smoking Cali in the dojo, we caught out a hop My cousin said he got a chopper, nickname so a fuck He eat these niggas fucking mentals, how you slur while you talk I mean I gotta spread the word, or they think I'm a punk I mean I'm coughing up the skunk, I think I punctured a lump All eyes on me, but I ain't ready to die I heard they starved the competition, but my plate looking right So food, food for thought, why these niggas uptight In spite, I just might ruin your appetite I'm polite, why come that came out just about a year ago. Yeah, this is the second uh, in the Jacksino series. <laughs> yeah, there's one it's more. The two. <laughs> <laughs> but man, that track is just a groove. Yeah, that is so. He's in the pocket one, on that one. Yes, he is. This one, I feel like. First of all, the beat is great. It's a very understated, just kind of like raw beat that's kind of just understated just kind of pulsates throughout the whole thing Mm -hmm. and to me that beat just serves as the base the base coat for him to paint over you know what i mean like when you get a really good rapper and they get something like that and they can just like well that's that's what to me if you boil it down that's what rap is that's what i love about rap is it's like you can highlight someone's talent by just all they need is just a steady beat mm-hmm. that just serves as a solid base for them to work off of and just pulsates throughout the whole thing. And then they just go. It kind of proves or, or kind of serves as a good example for something that I was thinking about uh, the entire time I was going through his catalog, which is where the art he's creating, the music he's creating, it's rap for rap's sake. It's not following the like trends. It's not like jumping on the latest trend in 2017. What's that? Now? That's mumble rap. Is that what's cool? Yes, yeah, sure. But like any, you know, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't sound this. Do, none of the, his tracks sound like they are of the moment. Like they're super yeah, hip with the true. latest rap trends. Like you got the right kind of production. You got the right kind of cadence. You got the mumble rap thing. You got the like, or you could go like Drake and be more singing with the stuff. Like it just sounds like it's, it's, it's the pure version of it. Also, I'm again. I don't, I don't really know too much about rap, but also he's. I feel like he's distinguished himself from when people think of Pittsburgh rap and the two names that always come up, Wiz and Mac. Yeah, I feel like I don't hear. I hear some similarities, but he's definitely forging his own path. Like oh, he's definitely. not. He's not trying to emulate definitely. anyone. Well, what I want to say is that, like, in order to boil it down to the to the pure element that he's working with, mm-hmm. you have to be really talented. I mean, it displays the talent both in the songwriting and in the and in the delivery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I mean, he he spits bars, man. I mean, it's awesome. Another one uh good example of that is uh Bravo. I think niggas forgot that they not. I can care less about a number one spy. Or who had it in who? Or who fucking the two? Come on my G, you know she ran through the crew. Damn. I guess I'm off topic. Hold on, I mean this Henny got me nauseous. Yo, hey, why they send me this shit? You know why? 
Cause a nigga, he's killing shit. I'm a standout boy. Never can say Mars had his hands out, boy. And shorty on my dick, I pull my man's out, boy. True story. I put myself in more ships than Jordan. I'm Rob Horry. Average. Nah, nigga, I'm a savage. I told him, enjoy it. I'ma love it. This is magic. No low passes to the masses. Tumble of bitches with fat asses. Which yes. uh, was part of the Raw Shit Freestyle series. Just yeah. like another freestyle. And uh, it was yeah. produced by Willie, Will G. Will G. When I hear it, I just think of like 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 a uh like a staggering like an intoxicating like stumble like it feels like the whole thing feels like it's kind of like like just staggering along stumbling along like but it's awesome to listen to you yeah. know what i mean like it's it's kind of stop and go and it's real wobbly like it's just so easy to bob to it yeah and honestly this is just the tip of the iceberg go yeah. through uh mars's catalog there's a lot of really good stuff in there yeah i um, mean the first thing you're going to notice when you start uh, diving through this stuff and and really really taking it all in is that the passionate the the passion is evident yeah that's i mean that's f- for any art like when you tell that someone's like really genuine yeah it comes across yeah and that doesn't all of all of yeah his stuff and and the fact that he's having fun with it yeah he's you know goofy I mean? he's not afraid to play around a little bit yeah um, I mean, also yeah. just the consistency yes i can't i don't there really wasn't one where i was like i don't like that one yeah, there wasn't one where I'm like, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to skip to the next one. I mean, it's not like he's put out a huge amount of material, but he's got a pretty solid catalog. And, I mean, you know, it's a decent amount. I think it's like close to 30 or something. Yeah, that's not bad. And a lot more is about to come. Yeah. Your album's about to drop. I, I cannot tell you. This is probably one of the most, for me, this is probably the most anticipated release of 2018 that i'm aware of thus far cool um so we will be sure to let you guys know whenever that's coming up and actually um we'll probably have some new music for him even even sooner because the single heart dance should be released in the united states anytime now really maybe by the time this episode's out potentially if not then then definitely soon after and that one will be on spotify right soundcloud it'll be everywhere yeah through a through a kind of funny twist of events it is if you're in australia (laughs) listening to this you can hear it right now and you've been able to hear it for a little bit now yeah those greedy australians got this one a little early (laughs) um yeah Actually, I can say conclusively, we do not have anyone in Australia listening to it. Yeah, we actually can see the stats on that. So we have yet to break into the Australian market. We have one person from Mexico. <laughs> we have one person we from have Germany. One, one person from the Netherlands. One person from the Netherlands. <laughs> but it's funny because like it's it's always just one. Like they listen yeah, to one yeah, and they're just like, they're like all right, no. I got enough of this. <laughs> but you know what I see there, Pete? I see untapped potential. <laughs> yeah, once we get all those uh, Dutch uh, fans out there, is that Dutch? is that Netherlands? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I almost maybe we should stop focusing on the Pittsburgh market so much <laughs> yeah. and really focus our efforts to break into the the Dutch and Australian markets because clearly, clearly that's untapped. Also, uh, I think you should also say that the reason that we'll go go into the story about why it's in Australia. Okay, so yeah, we we heard um, we heard that uh, you know when they were planning on putting out the album this fall, this past fall. Um, 
they had kind of set it, sent it through their international distribution. Everyone knew the timeline on it and they hit a couple bumps in the road and they pulled it back and they decided like, you know what, we're going to do this right. It's going to be next spring. Let's, let's regroup and, and get some time to get it all together. And, uh, apparently by that, by the time that news had gotten to, uh, the Australian, uh, distribution, they were like, well, we already put out the single. We already got, (laughs) we already gave it to the radio stations and they're already playing it. So we won't put out anymore, but it's already out there. Yeah. He he was getting tweets and stuff from people in Australia and said, oh, this is cool. I like this. So, uh, (laughs) so they were like, well, in that case, we'll just release the single in Australia, which is what they did, which makes sense. And, uh, and now they're like, you know what? We'll release a single everywhere. So it should be coming. Yeah. It should be here uh, any day now. And I think that just speaks to his talent that he's able to break into a market like Australia. Yeah. Definitely. It's a, this is not a, this is not just a local act. This is someone who has the chops and the skills to go way beyond just Pittsburgh. Yeah. So take a look, um, probably out right now. Go listen. First time listen to us. Uh, this is our segment. It's called the S list. Uh, what does S stand for, Jack? The stupid list. That's it. Thank you. Because um, <laughs> uh, most of what we put on here is stupid. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> no, this is a this is a section where Jack and I each make four picks. Uh, not local Pittsburgh stuff all the time. Uh, it's internet or <laughs> international. <laughs> Got me thinking international. Uh, national picks. Just um, anything. It could be international. Yeah, we could be trying to introduce the, uh, the other person to something, or it could be just a song we really like and we want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's just songs we know, songs we come across in our day-to-day life. And we should point out the S list is on Spotify. Yeah. If you type in the S list, soundcheck PGH, it'll pop right up, follow that, and then you will be able to hear not only these picks, but the local tracks from the artists, if they are on Spotify, as well as the picks that we are going to talk about next episode. Yeah. So if you're... So you can listen ahead. You can hear what we just put on there, which we'll be talking about in our upcoming episode. Right. So anyway, first pick, my pick, uh, Here Comes Your Man by the Pixies. I love this track. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of a, yeah, but the reason I put it on was because I saw the Pixies last Wednesday. Oh, you did. Yeah. Where'd you see them? Uh, I saw them at the stage. AE. The stage American Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) 
the outdoor part of it. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, they turned that stage around, so you're facing outdoors. Yeah. Um, stage area's all right. I don't have a problem with that. I, I'd much rather like when it's outside than inside. Yeah, the outside's, the outside's better. Uh, but yeah, they... How were they? Awesome. Yeah? It's amazing. So they, they started in the in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For them, uh, what what's the lead singer's name? Um, Black Francis. Black Francis. I had it written down. Um, for him to be screaming for decades, his voice held up a lot. Really? Yeah. Like, usually when you see, like, acts that have a little more screaming, yeah. if they've been around for a while, like... The voice isn't the same. No, it's not, but yeah. it was. Like, towards wow. the end of the set, like, he when he was talking, you yeah. could tell, but, like, when he was singing, it was fine. Wow. That's awesome. So it was a good show. They put yeah, on a they, good show. They played all the hits. Um, Are you a big Pixies fan? Uh, not giant. My boss actually is a giant Pixies fan. It's his favorite band. And I went really? with him. Yeah. Oh, cool. I was a fan of, uh, do little the, the big album they put out in 1989. I, Which I got this into is that. the second, uh, here comes your man is the second single off of it. Yeah. And people usually say that do is their best album. Yeah. It's kind of their, the big one. The one you're going to start with if you're just getting into them. Um, do you know he wrote the song when he was uh, 13 years old? Yes. It's I crazy. saw all that. It's amazing. And he was really What was I doing when I was 13? <laughs> not not <laughs> releasing hit songs like this. Yeah. Um, and he was reluctant to put it out there. Yeah. So uh, for I a got, couple of reasons. I got this whole thing written down. Yeah, go, um, go, go for it. Give me what you got. So they originally were going to put this on their demo tape, but uh, he thought it sounded too poppy and actually yes. uh, they call ended up calling it or they referred to it as a Tom Petty the Tom song. Tom Petty song. I read that too. <laughs> which, which is, is we're going to go full circle <laughs> of this one. Uh, we got a Tom Petty pick coming up pretty soon. Um, but also, did you know foreshadowing. what foreshadowing? Yeah. Do you know what this the song was about? Do you know what the, the lyrics are about? Uh, why don't you tell me? Sounds like, you know, it's about hobos who die in an earthquake. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> did you get that from any point? From no, this? no, no, I did not either. Not at all. <laughs> but if you don't know the pixies, they're real goofy. Oh yes. They are not afraid to play around. And also the, um, music video for this uh, is hilarious. Man, you're taking all my notes. Are you, um, are you copying my notes? I was, yeah. I was, the uh, music video is great. They're literally playing the song and instead of singing, they just open their mouths. Yep. Yep. <laughs> instead of lip syncing the lyrics, they'll uh, open their mouths. But when they're, but when the lyrics are over and they're not singing anymore, they close their mouths. Yeah. So whichever, whichever one of them is singing the part or yeah. whichever, but couple, they're playing the instruments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's actually, actually really funny. It is really funny. Um, also, there's a couple times where they look at the camera and they almost start smiling because they could see how ridiculous they look. <laughs> They're trying to be so deadpan and good yeah. and like straight faced, but yeah, it's, it's funny. So I think for the Pixies, um, they do not get their credit with a lot of stuff. Like if you, if you didn't have the Pixies, you wouldn't have a lot. You of, know who is a huge Pixies fan? I do. Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you know what he said about it whenever, uh, He's talking about writing uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. No, let me hear it. He said, I was trying to write the ultimate pop song. I was basically trying to rip off the Pixies. I have to admit it. When I heard the Pixies for the first time, I connected with the band so heavily that I should have been in the band or at least a Pixies cover band. We use their sense of dynamics, being soft, quiet, and then loud and hard. That's awesome, man. I haven't heard that quote before. That's great. Isn't that perfect? Like when you think about Nirvana, what do you think? Being uh, soft and quiet and then loud and hard. That's it. Yeah. That's definitely it. So there you go. If you didn't have the Pixies, yeah. don't have Smells Like Teen Spirit. Kurt Cobain had some great influences. He did, yeah. He also, do you ever, um, he said that About a Girl, the one of the single off their first album was him trying to write a Beatles song. Really? Yeah. 
huh. Yeah. Go, go listen to it again with the idea that, that he's trying to write a Beatles song. You actually can hear it. You're like, Oh, I, I see what he's saying. Yeah. But I mean, the Pixies were like instrumental and pretty much like, I don't want to say like nothing happened in a, in a box or a, like no. a steel. Yeah. Everyone, if everyone, what's that saying? And- nothing happens in a glass box. <laughs> There's a saying there. I don't know. <laughs> but I anyway, for. I don't know. Like the Pixies were, are definitely one of those bands you could point to that kind of kickstarted the whole grunge, um, definitely 90s alternative. Movement, definitely. So give them their credit. Anyway, uh, I right, guess we'll get next, into one of Jack's picks. Yeah. Up next is the first Jack pick and we have keep running by Tai Chi. So what'd you think of that song? I did not like it. What? Yeah. Peter. I'm sorry. Um, you really like, you had a similar pick last week. And, I did. And you liked it. Um, I, di- I said I didn't dislike it. Oh. And the fact that you came out with the exact same pick pretty much. <laughs> I'm just, you gotta, you gotta mix it up a little bit. Yeah. I, I think, I, I still think you, uh, you don't give enough, uh, you're not listening intricately enough. I, I think am it, like, mm-hmm. I can pick up on some of the subtle mm-hmm. things, but it's just like lyrically, it's really boring. Nah, the There's only not a lot th- going on. Hold on. Hold on. The only thing last time that I would have that's anything like this is Mad Love by Venza featuring Alias. And you liked that one. I said I didn't dislike it. <sighs> Man, I don't know. We have it on tape. We can go back to the tape. Yeah. Play the tape. <laughs> <Yeah>. Play the tape. <laughs> but anyway. All right. Whatever. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I didn't hate it. I didn't actively hate it. It's just I didn't like it. So I didn't know who Taishi was until I started doing our weekly rubdown posts. Mm-hmm. It's not a typo. It's rub down, not rundown. Yeah. And why don't you tell people what that is? Those are the uh, post. It's a tab on our website where we run down all of the shows, concerts, dance parties, whatever, DJ shows, whatever that we think you guys should be checking out in Pittsburgh for the upcoming week. We go Wednesday to Tuesday. That's it. And uh, so you were you were looking up for that, and you saw. I saw she was coming and I was like, I don't know who this is. And I started listening to her and I basically listened to her throughout the entire time when I was uh, writing the post. And I was like, she's great. This is amazing. Um, I think that, so her real name is Valerie Tyker and she's Canadian. Yeah. Although she was born in Argentina to Colombian parents. So that's all over the board. That's a lot of countries right there. But um, now she lives. Did you say she's in New York now? I did not, but yeah, yeah she's throw, no longer throw it in there. So um, this is from her debut album, Crawl Space. Uh, so I would say everything I listened to is, is I liked it. It's, it's pulsating. I feel like I would love to see this track played live. I think it would be, it would create an awesome atmosphere. Basically to me, it's like, it's like the better, ver- it's like the best 
qualities of, of a band like Churches. Like, like I feel like Church's second album I wasn't that into. And, and I think this kind of music is like, it's, it's really kind of like putting out some of the best stuff. So what the, it's doing what they were so good at. Well, I've never listened to Churches, so. Also, well, you know, that's your problem. <laughs> also, I love the lyrics about how uh, it's about uh, how, how it's scary to get older and how time is so sad. <laughs> the well, whole, I did not the, get that at the all. The whole lyric is time is so sad tie me to it. <laughs> it was like, I missed that part. I, love I that. just heard her saying, uh, you, you, she wants you to run away. Every time I look over my shoulder, I'm getting older. Time is so sad. Tie me to it. <laughs> time is so sad is one of my favorite lines. I think we're all I feel tied like I need time. that like tattooed on me somewhere. Time oh. is so sad. <laughs> Get it on your neck. Yeah. Neck tattoos help job prospects. <laughs> yeah. 100%. The employ- future employers see them and they're like, that's the guy. Actually, no. Honestly, when I see neck tattoos, a lot of times I'm just like, there's a confident person. Like if you can, if you can rock a neck tattoo Sometimes. and get through life, then you're doing something right. Also, she loves spiders. And on the cover of her album, she has a tarantula on her face. Did you see the music video for this? No. There's a tarantula in it. Well, uh, that makes sense. Also, the tarantula on her face is not Photoshop. She really did that. She really put a tarantula. She on really face. put a tarantula on her face, and she was talking about how terrified she was <laughs> until it happened. <laughs> and then she was like, "It was really weird. I could smell it." <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, what do we got next? Next up, we got Graham by "The World Is a Beautiful Place," and I am no longer afraid to die. That was uh, Graham by, I'm not going to say the whole thing. I'm just saying the world is beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. <laughs> like what a name. Yeah. And that, like, why? That's just a lot of work. You got to say it every time. You got to like write it on things. That's 14 words. That's a lot of words. That's way too many. Haven't they ever heard of character limits? They do shorten it to just the, like the acronym. Oh, well, still a long acronym. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, what'd you think? So I have heard of these guys before. It's pretty hard to forget a name like that once you've heard it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved this song. I, I figured you would. I loved it. So I you loved... had a similar pick, I think, two episodes ago. Oh, uh, yeah, with uh, Cymbal Z Guitars. Yeah. Yeah. The, these, this sounds a lot like that. It does sound just like that. Their, earlier, just, but, their yeah. earlier album, um, I forget which one. I think it was their 2014 one. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was earlier was a little more uh, straightforward emo, but pretty good. Okay. Like kind of like Hotelier almost. Oh, sweet. Um, well, they're from Connecticut. Yeah. Why does all this indie slash emo indie come from New England? It's New it, England and Philly suburbs. You know why? Why? Because these kind of emotions come across whenever you're living in suburbia. 
Yeah. All oh, those oh. places are bedroom communities. Yes. Dude, I yeah, I've had multiple conversations with people about this. Indie or emo comes from suburban. It's a suburban identity. It is, yeah. That's what it is. That's where it comes from. That's why you liked it so much, huh, Jay? Yeah, that's why why I can relate to it. I grew up in the suburbs. But anyway, <laughs> um, I loved the sneering vocals. I just thought they were awesome. Yeah. The- and I love the crescendo, the buildup um, in terms of the instrumentation. It just, by the time it hits that crescendo, is great. And I love the way he says anxiety. The, yeah. That part, every time he, he pitches the middle syllable up, and you're just like, you, it just hits you. You're like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, this is a great song. Whole CD is great. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, check it I out. Ha- I have not. Do you know anything about the song, like what it's about or anything? No, I didn't. I didn't really look into the song uh, specifically. No. Yeah. So anyway, this is from, like I said, their newest album, which just came out September 29th. Um, I think this might be their single from it. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, it's their commentary on um, the opioid epidemic. No and way. Like, uh, pharmaceuticals role. I don't know if the opioid epidemic, okay. but big pharma. I could get that. Because how they I, don't like them. It makes sense with some of the lines. It, it yeah. matches up. Yeah. And it's, um, you can kind of like, if you go back and listen to the music, you could probably tell that a little bit. Sure. And I shit you not. I was, so I was doing the research and I was reading the spin art, a spin article about this. Okay. And that's where I was reading about, like, that's what the song was about. And I couldn't, I was listening to the song, but I got cut off because an ad came up on spin for an anti-anxiety drug. What? I cannot make this up. I swear <laughs> to God. And that's I was just crazy. like, I was just like, are you kidding me? I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like how, like maybe they just have keywords and they're just like, all right, this is who we want to get. Yeah. He's looking at something called anxiety. <laughs> but did you know, like, so I don't want to get too political on this, but, um, the United States is one of two countries where you can get direct to consumer advertising from pharmaceutical companies. Really? What's the other country? New Zealand. What? Yeah. I guess they're all bummed what? out. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a weird thing. And, like, we're so used to it that, like, yeah, I don't even bat an eyelash. You don't think twice. Like, when I read that, I was like, oh, other countries don't do that? And I was like, maybe so that isn't a good they, idea. So how do they market the drugs? They don't. Wow. They so they just it. have the doctors recommend Yeah, the doctors are wow. like, this does... What a, what a crazy idea. Yeah, the doctors are like, this does that, and I'm a doctor, so I know that. Wow. But here it's like, hey, uh, I saw a television ad that said it was make like that had a very happy person on it. Yeah, and I it, want to be like that happy if person. If you think about it, it's kind of weird because all the ads are like, tell your doctor about something they'd know a lot more about than you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's such a, <laughs> I, I've never done that, but I'm sure people must. I've never must. done that either. People must yeah. do it. I mean, yeah. Oh, that's weird, man. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's their commentary on it. And the whole album's really cool. If you like that, check out the whole thing. Sweet. It's called Always Foreign. All right, so moving on. The next track is my pick. We have Airborne Aquarium by Currency. I'm getting hella mail from jail. Niggas telling me to kill it. When they get out, I bring them around some bitches. Should know be how I kick it. American Ninja major motion picture flipping my remote. Same way I do them hoes. But she already know before she touch my Chevy dough. Real nigga, let me make it as clear as my windows. No square shell. Enter in the circle of windows. No, I'm prepared for whatever. If you know what I've been through. Real view, clear vision, memories of paid dues. Confined to a runway. Thunderstorms came through. But look what it came to. Something that amazes you. Soon as you quit hating and hear what I gotta say to you Baby blue souls, these white 1196 No retro car came with this Same year my Impala with the flow ship Four dose suicide muscle
What'd you think, Pete? Uh, this might be my winner for the week. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. Nice. Um, yeah, this is off his, uh, I guess pilot talk trilogy pilot talk Two. Uh, but they, he just released, I don't know if he just released, but yeah, they he put, put all a, the pilot talks together. He put all three of the pilot talks together. So those are kind of his biggest name releases. He's okay. done, he's done a ton of mixtapes, a ton of, a ton of releases. The pilot talk, pilot talk one is my favorite of his. Yeah. That whole release front to bottom. Why did you pick one from that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't think of a good one that like, that one's kind of, you got to listen to it, uh, front to back. Okay. Um, this one, I just love this track. Pilot talk two came out in 2010. I've been a currency fan since about that time. Um, I did put this on there because I just saw him this past week at Rex Theater in Southside. Yeah, you had uh, an agenda with this one. Yeah, similar to you with the Pixies, Pete. I know. See how we did that? Uh, yeah. How was uh, How was it? It was great. I actually uh, I went with our friend Boosie, who mm-hmm. was on... Uh, what episode was he on? Like four? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, he was on... Uh, currency is his favorite rapper... Currency is from New Orleans. Boosie is also is also from New Orleans. Um, so we went. We had a great time. He has a great stage presence. Like you could tell. Yeah, I mean, he's been around the block, man. He's been doing this for a long time. How old is he? That's a great question. Let me look that up. I don't know his age specifically, but I know that he's been on. Like he showed up on a lot of Little Wayne mixtapes back in like 2006. 2007 like that was like right when he was getting his start so he's been performing for like a decade he's been performing for a long time yeah so he's 36 years old oh wow yeah yeah so yeah that's what i mean he's been around man um so his stage presence is very it's finely tuned like you know he, he knows what he's doing um, well that's the thing i i didn't say about the pixies but you know when you see someone who's been performing for that long yeah. and they just go up there and they do their job like they, a, don't, yeah. they don't, they yeah. don't like, they don't like, they've done it so many times that at that point it's just muscle memory. And that's definitely what I got with the Pixies. They went up there sure. and just like, but the best ones are like the ones who they have that, but they don't make you feel like you're just watching them clock in and clock out. No, no. I just mean that they, they know how to put on a quality show. Yeah. Like they, they've gotten as good as their job as they can. And they're just at that peak. Yeah. So, um, to give you a little bit more about the, about the show, um, he would start every song. The beat would drop. He would start rapping over the song. And at some point towards the end, the beat would drop out and he had a live bass player up there and it would just be the bass player continuing to play his part. But the, the DJ, the production beat would be gone and it would just be him freestyling. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And his nickname is Spitta and it's because he's so good at this. And like you knew he was so good because Every single song, it took me a while to be like, oh, wow, the beat's gone. Like, it's just him and the bass up there because you're just so you're just so raptured by the fact that he is just killing it and just going through. And like, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was awesome. It was really cool. The funny thing was, though, it ended right at 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Probably at 10 o'clock. It was probably a zoning thing. Yeah, but I ran that by somebody, and they said that uh, they said that they've seen shows at Rex Theater on weeknights that go way late. Because I've seen shows at Cativo that shut off yeah. at 10, and well, it was definitely because it is a either, residential area. It's either residential zoning or... Well, that's probably not zone residential. It's not. It's that's a, a commercial... That's a business district. I don't know. Well, it's not business district, but it's probably a commercial a commercial section. But um, Cativo is much more in a residential area. Yeah. But anyway, so it's either something like that or what my, my, uh, my thought was that I still didn't look up where he had to go the next day, but I was like, maybe he just needs to get... It, 
He's like, it's oh, Thursday. True. We need to be, I don't know, New York City tomorrow. Like, we're leaving Pittsburgh right at 10. The contract's 7 to 10 or whatever. Maybe you're just being considered because people have to go to work the next day. Anyway, um, even, still, even still, great show. He's from New Orleans. He started with Lil Wayne, but he quickly made his own path. Um, what I did like was that this beat, he said when he heard it, he said it sounded like some SeaWorld shit or some, do- <laughs> or some dolphin music. Dolphin <laughs> That's some SeaWorld shit. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was great. That is pretty cool. Also, can I tell you a funny story about the show after the show? Sure. I saw, I identified out of a random crowd. So it was a bunch of, he came out the back and he was kind of, you know, saying hi to some of the fans, uh, you know, talking to some people out of, uh, after the show. And we're just standing around and I was just kind of watching. I look over and the kid right next to me, I recognize him. I'm like, where do I know this kid from? Then I realize it's the kid who was in the newspaper who ate the raw catfish after the uh, Penguins won the Stanley Cup last spring. And do you, you remember rec- that? I do, yeah. Uh, you, he, you recognize this I guy? I recognized from him. him. Yeah, I recognized him immediately. I did remember, you ask him? Did you confront yes, him? Yes, I did. But, but, so I knew it because it was a Thursday night. The Eagles were playing, so I was ready to go back and watch the end of the Eagles game. He was wearing an Eagles t-shirt, and I remember reading in the article that he's actually a Flyers fan, and he's from Philly, and he was just out in, this, in the streets when the Penguins won, and when they had the raw catfish, people were chanting for him to eat it, so he did. But <laughs> I looked over at him, and I was just like, are you the dude that ate the catfish? And he gave me this look like, ah, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a thing to be known for. Yeah, that was funny, because then when... Uh, you know, we like, uh, we, we talked a little bit then, uh, and then, um, he was like, uh, he was like, nice to meet you. <laughs> I was like, it's like, nice to meet you too. We didn't exchange names or anything, but <laughs> it's like, it's always good to meet a fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, next up we have my pick, uh, Kamasi Washington song is knowledge. This was a great track, Pete. Yeah. Uh, we're both Kamasi Washington fans. Well, I'm not. My brother is a huge fan. I mean, really? I You're am. Not? I am, but I, I, I don't. like this whole jazz revival kind of stuff. I do, but I have not listened to him as much as I should. You really should, yeah. I know I should. I My brother loves him. I've listened to a couple tracks, and I never really dedicated the time to get to know everything. But man, he's awesome. The, and he's worked with some of my favorite people. Oh, yeah. If you've probably heard him on uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, yep. Kendrick. Uh, he was just on the most recent Kendrick. Damn. Uh, Flying Lotus. He's been on his album. Thundercat. Thundercat. Yep. Snoop. Nas. Lauren Hill. Name it. Herbie Hancock. Uh, but he's off doing his own. Well, he still plays on a lot of their stuff, um, but he's off on his own now. Yeah. Well, I want to listen to the the um, EP that this came off of, Harmony of Difference, because to me... The 
his last full length album, the Epic, that was what turned me away. It was too big. It's like three it hours. <laughs> it <was laughs> like, like I can't take all that. I, I don't know. I really, you don't like this I kind can. of music you just put on and you just kind of, I know, like, do. I know I can, I, I can and I should, but I'm always, I'm always dissuaded by the fact that I see the time length and I'm like, ah, oh, I can't do that. Well, we should also say he's coming, uh, November 27th. And I really kind of want to go to that. Yeah, let's go, man. We should go. All okay, right. cool. Uh, what do we got next? Next up we got, I need to know by Tom Petty. Petty, uh, I need to know. Is this a uh, is this a song that you like? Of course it is. You know this one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this is, is one of his greatest hits. It is. It, it, it's one of his it's... greatest hits, but it's kind of a peculiar pick for you to pick for Tom Petty. Is there any reason you selected this, this one? This is my go-to Tom Petty song. Why? There's so because m- I love it. It is a really good song. I love it. It's my go-to Tom Petty song. I know. I, I don't know why. I mean, I love all the other ones, and I know like. You know, won't back down is probably his biggest track. Yeah, but uh, but no, well, I love I this one. He's got a lot. He was in the pocket there. We had for, to. I, I know I keep saying that, but he <laughs> was he was cranking out hits for a very long time. Yeah, he yeah. figured out the formula and it was yeah. just hit after hit. Nineteen seventy eight. You're gonna get it. That's his second album. That's where this track's from. And I just this song just always gets me hyped. I love putting it on the car when I'm driving. Um. And we yeah. put it on there because we just wanted to pay our respects to Tom Petty. R.I.P. Tom Petty. Uh, I'm pretty sure you heard by this famed point. Famed voice actor from King of the Hill. Yeah. May may he rest in peace. Jack didn't believe me when I said the, la- the last uh, episode, but Tom Petty the really King of the was. Hill thing? Yeah, Tom yeah, Petty really. I couldn't really, believe that. He was he did re- twenty episodes of King of the Hill. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's Tom Petty, he's like, all right, I guess I'll do something else for a little bit because I've done everything else. I've conquered music, but. Yeah. All right. That's this one hurts. Um, first big loss of 2017. No, there's been a couple. There's other ones. been a couple other ones, but th- this, this one one's hurts. up there. It does hurt. Okay. Next up, we got "Goddamn Lonely Love" by Drive By Truckers. I got green and I got blues, and every day. So, Pete, uh, this song I liked way better than A World of Hurt. Did you really? Yeah. Um, World of Hurt, I didn't like it all. <laughs> so you didn't dislike this one. Did you like it, actually? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. 
Um, did you do any research on it? Do you know anything about it? I know that it's about a long distance relationship. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. So this is uh, from my favorite band, Drive By Truckers. Uh, this is from their fifth studio album. Um, and this one is sung by Jason Isbell, who now has a famed solo career. Grammy Award winning. He's doing a lot of stuff. But he started out on Drive By Truckers. And his time on Drive By Truckers, he has some some of their best songs come from him. But he wasn't doing so hot in life. Uh, he was a huge alcoholic. And he was married to the bassist at the time. And all around, I guess he was just a huge dick bag. And no one in the band liked him. And he ended up getting... Really? Th- yeah, he ended up getting thrown out. Oh, wow. Uh, but it turned he turned his life around. And now he's uh, cranking out hits and... Good for him. Yeah, but that's awesome. Uh, this is off of their song, which most a lot of their songs are like concept albums, and this one's um, off of their uh, uh, what's it called? The Dirty South. The Dirty South. Sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say something like the Murky South or something. <laughs> no, I would have been close. Dirty. But this one is all about uh, the. They're kind of painting tales of the myth- mythological South. Yes. Which they're is kind deconstructing of, the myth. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Well, I don't know if they're deconstructing it That's as what much they as they're said. kind of playing into it. That's what they said. But they, they taught, they have songs about some of the most famous and infamous figures in the right. South. Um, and this one, I don't think it's about anything. This one doesn't really fit into that narrative no. too well, but it's probably the best song off the album. So that's why I picked yeah. it. I liked it. I, it probably wasn't my favorite, but you know, uh, it was better than the other one, so I was like, all right. So I'm wearing you down a little bit? I'll let it slide. He's wearing me down. All right. I won't have another Drive-By Trucker song for a while. but No, you keep wearing me down, man. That's I the still whole have, point of this. I have not had a... I I still have one other singer. Actually, two other singers that are in the Drive-By Truckers that I can pick a song it from. It never ends. Good <laughs> Lord. There's a lot of people who sing. All right. Up next, we got The Day I Die by The National. Young mothers love me. Even ghosts girlfriends call from Cleveland. Off their new album, Sleep Well Beast. Another one that Jack just saw, right? That's right. I have an agenda. Once again, I saw these guys yeah. a couple weeks ago. You've seen them before though, right? No, it's the first time I saw them. Oh, really? I thought you did. Yeah, no, I tried to see them before, but I got in a car crash on the way Oh, that's there. right. <laughs> that's <laughs> I right. Didn't, I didn't, didn't make it. This time, I just took an Uber, so it was a lot easier. No, I took a bus, actually. Good. It's I'm a lot easier. Worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I saw them outside at Stage A. Oh, Stage American Eagle. Stage American Eagle is getting a lot of free publicity this week. Yeah, they should sponsor us. Um, um, it was a good show. It was kind of, it didn't blow me away, but it was kind of like what you're saying, like, they know how to put on a show. And they went out and they did their job. You didn't feel like, but you didn't feel like there was a lot of emotion with it? Um, I just, it, it, to me, it, my one critique would be, it was predictable. It was a little predictable. It felt like we're I just he's doing, kind of an asshole on stage. Is that uh, true? I don't think so. I think he was actually kind of funny. I just think it just felt like, okay, we're just, we're running through the set. This is what we're doing. Wasn't but he getting mad at the good. fireworks? There's fireworks or no, something? No, he was not getting mad at the fireworks, but the fireworks actually were the best part. The fireworks started going off and no one knew why, and they just started going off towards the end of the encore, and it was perfect. Oh, it was like cool. you couldn't have written it up better. Um, yeah, so do you want to hear what I have to think? Yeah, go ahead. 
if I have to. I am a national a fan of the national, but I just don't know how long they can get away with making the same song. There has been zero growth in the national. I mean, I like this song because I like them. I think you're not alone in thinking that. I think a lot of people would agree with you. That but people just get bored of them after a while? I don't know. I don't. I, I find I find comfort in their music. I really do. I guess that's true. I mean, it's not like... I mean, if you like... If you've made it this far, you're going to like it, but... Yeah. I don't know. Well, this one... I love the lyrics of this one because it's basically like the whole song's about... Um, a, f- a struggling relationship and how you have to have a commitment to the evolution of the relationship and a commitment to commitment. You know what I mean? Like, as, as it said, they were trying to sum up the hard work of giving a damn. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, that, I get that. Like that, like, you know, we can all, we all feel that way sometimes. It's kind of cathartic to kind of hear, hear, uh, you know, expressed in such a way. Yeah, I mean, I like the national and I like the song, and I'll probably end up listening to the whole album at some point. But um, <laughs> yeah. I just want to see some type of growth at some point. He also talks about his great uncle Valentine Jester, okay. which is which is the that's an amazing name. I wish I had a great uncle Valentine, Valentine Jester. <laughs> yeah, I I guess I do too now. <laughs> yeah, he said he said he was a bachelor who was cranky or who was a really sweet guy until he started drinking and they'd get really cranky and would get mad at people at the family reunions. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't a cartoon character? <laughs> no, but he's like, and for some reason I always write about him in my songs. <laughs> Valentine Jester. Yeah. This episode's do- or is dedicated to dedicated you. To you. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Petty. Move over. <laughs> we got We've got enough publicity this week. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, so that wraps up our show. Um, yeah, we'll be back at you guys uh, two weeks from today with a new artist profile. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SoundcheckPGH. Uh, email us if you'd like to at SoundcheckPittsburgh at gmail.com. And our website is podbean.soundcheckpgh.com. Yeah, special thanks to Mars Jackson and Chalk dinosaur for letting us play your track and mars for letting us play those other tracks um definitely we will keep you guys posted when his new album's out and uh thanks again our intro music is by swamp walk and our outro is by hobbs duende play us out hobbs (laughs) 